The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts of this program do not necessarily stand to reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 10th of December, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy. And first off, yes, I know that uh, it's been two weeks since I've done a show, and let me tell you why. Uh, Over Thanksgiving weekend, I caught strep throat, and uh, once I thought I was over with that, um... I ended up getting some of the worst uh, congestion that I ever had. Yeah, I mean, uh, talk about stuffy nose. I mean, like I said, the worst I've had in a very long time. So, I am back this week. I'm still not 100%, but I'm good enough to bring you a show this week. Yes, indeed. So, coming up in just a little bit, you're going to hear an interview that I recorded with Casey Wayland. He's from North Idaho, and of course, uh, as you know, I'm in Southern Idaho, and... uh, him and I talk about things happening uh, in in his neck of the woods and uh, that affect uh, the state of Idaho. Second hour, I am joined by my good friend Joe Emilio. It's been a while since he's been on the show. Uh, him and I are going to talk about some things uh, happening in South Africa. Third hour, we got the icon Stephen James with the Steve Solution. So to get things started off, here is Muzzy Braun with Yankee Fork. And I'll be back with the interview with Casey Whalen right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. Sitting up past Sunbeam Dam One of the prettiest spots in Idaho Couple hundred thousand acres of green land Gotta find me a woman to keep me warm It gets cold in the wintertime Thirteen miles up the Yankee Fork in Idaho She don't gotta be a pretty one She don't even gotta be too bright Bake me bread in the morning time Keep me warm, treat me right at night Chop the wood, do the 
with a little extra something. She spent the winter with me in Idaho. A mountain woman is hard to find. She can't be packing no city mind. It's just a man and the mountain air. We gotta show each other they care. A winter lasts at least four months without going anywhere. If you can't get together for that short time, you're in for a lot of despair. Sitting on a sunbeam dam One of the prettiest gals in Idaho Told her all about my cabin and land Then I dropped a hint about needing a woman To keep me warm in the wintertime Thirteen miles up the Yankee Fork in Idaho She said hell she didn't care About my greasy beard and hair Said she liked the bacon in the morning But then she said man well I gotta warn you Cause I've been looking for a man To keep me warm in the winter Sometimes someplace somewhere in Idaho I said ma'am how far do you plan to really go She said 13 miles up the Yankee Fork in Idaho Hey there, Thrill Seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you, you're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle, one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey, 100% all-natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning-after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. A wise man said, fall seven times, stand up eight. I say, stay down there, you're drunk. I call this a cab. Mr. Holland, I love you. In 1664, John Milton responded to the English Parliament censoring of book publishers by saying, Give me the liberty to know and to speak freely. Over 300 years later, there are citizens in countries around the world who are striving to gain this fundamental right. Freedom of speech is more than just an American concept. It's a universal human right. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, McCormick Foundation, and this station. 
So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25 year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Muzzy Braun with Yankee Fork. And now it's time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with special guest Casey Whalen. Here we go. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. I am joined by somebody that I have been wanting to get on the show for quite some time for over the past year now. I'd like to welcome Casey Whalen, of course, a fellow Idahoan, quite a bit further north of me, but still uh, he's, yeah, he's a fellow Idahoan from this uh, beautiful state. Casey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, Billy. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for joining me, too. Yes. So, uh, things happening in Idaho. First off, let let me ask you this. Uh, you know, of course, I'm closer to the Nevada border. You're closer to the, uh, take your pick, either the Washington border or the uh, Canadian border. Uh, so, we are definitely on, on complete opposite sides of the state, like I mentioned. Um, you know, 
Uh, here in Twin Falls, there's oh the the way things are going, it's not quite as bad as one might uh, anticipate. Uh, Boise is, but overall, the the direction the state is going. Uh, why don't you give your personal opinion? Well, I've really been. I started out as a uh, an activist, uh, filming the police. Uh, actually, as a litmus test, I would take full-size constitutions I received from the Idaho Secretary of State's office. I received uh, three boxes of 40, so I have received 120 of those constitutions, and I would take uh, stacks of those into the police stations, into the sheriff's departments, uh, and I, also, I would also at the same time do something called First Amendment auditing, and that's where you film the police or public uh, servants to just, you know, make sure that your rights are being upheld and find out where there's issues. So long story short, uh, after doing that for a while, um, I had a YouTube channel and I met some other people that were doing it also. So we would kind of team up and that was really reassuring because it's very, at first it's very, um, it's hard. It's very, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're nervous, you're, you're, you get a little bit intimidating sometimes. So, uh, but uh, I found out I was disseminated through what's called regional intelligence group nine out of Washington state. Um, it's the state of Washington is broken up into nine areas uh, like Homeland Security uh, and essentially, this regional intelligence group nine out of the Spokane Sheriff's Department had a report, and in the report was basically myself going to the police department with a uh, constitution saying, just just basically be aware this guy's filming police and taking constitutions into the sheriff's department, or you know, police department's not wanted for anything. Just kind of you know, be on the lookout or be aware. And then after that, they had actual lists of criminals wanted for crimes, and I found I got did public records requests, and I found this out twice. And then I found that it was also disseminated through the Washington State Fusion Center and the Coeur d'Alene Police Department also uh, created a poster actually um, from that information also. So basically exposing, uh, there's an issue here with the rule of law and the constitution and um, you know, how dare you assert your rights. So it was very eye-opening and I, I pivoted to becoming an independent journalist, uh, citizen journalist, investigative journalist, done hundreds uh, if not thousands of, of public records requests and mainly Idaho, but uh, also some other states. And, and I basically, I, what happened, I, uh, I got caught up in the whole Marxist, you know, revolution unfolding right now. And I uh, went to the Drag Queen Story Hour in Spokane, Washington on June 15th and June 21st um, at two different locations, two different libraries. Um, and at the South Hill Library, I just wanted to go there to film it. Uh, it's a, another story in itself, but that's how I, you know, got onto the, the you know, the, the Marxist uh, front, you know, it's very interesting to me. And uh, I've been uncovering this along with my uh, friend, mentor, colleague, Vicki Davis, and her website is thetechnocratictyranny.com. And she lives down around uh, your neck of the woods there. And she's yes. been uncovering just uh, excellent, excellent stuff. You should, should have her on your show sometime. I actually have. Uh, last year I did. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. But so anyways, it's just been a, it's been a whirlwind learning how to do videography, professional video, uh, you know, learning all of that and uh, working on a studio out of a studio in Spokane. And so now it's just focusing on the attack on the children, the propagandization um, and these Marxist net networks. That's that's what I'm really interested in right now. And we've exposed a lot in the state of Idaho. But uh, the state of Idaho, we have a lot to be uh, concerned about. And we'll talk more about that. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Now, um, I'm going in a, in a couple of minutes here, Casey, I'm going to pull up a phone call that you made uh, to a special FBI agent. Uh, before I get in, into that, uh, 
I'm just reminded uh, there was a joke I was told uh, back in the I th- it was back in the mid to late nineties uh, where um, I, I was I was attending College of Southern Idaho here in Twin Falls and uh, this this one girl who was uh, I think she was she was over from uh, uh, Virginia or somewhere back east and uh, she's just kind of we're sitting down we're chilling and uh, she asks I'm, so this is really my first time in Idaho what's what's here in Idaho and somebody else answers the question you know because because it, it relates to to a joke what's here in Idaho so he said well we've got skinheads in the north catholics in the mid region and mormons in the south and uh, she she uh, kind of takes takes a moment pauses shrugs her shoulders and goes oh okay prudes drunks and freaks and everybody just started laughing <laughs> but <laughs> the uh the whole concept is oh yeah we still got our mormons and and they ain't going nowhere as you know i mean I a lot i got a lot of fr- i got a lot of friends that are mormons and uh they ain't going nowhere and i got nothing against them i don't share the same faith but at, at the same time we're pretty much on the plane level same plane level especially where politics are concerned um I'll, yeah i'll tell you yeah, also, I, I agree with that. Look, I've met some awesome Mormons and Catholics in this fight for liberty. I'll tell you what, some salt of the earth people that are, are just fighting for liberty. And it's just been an honor to meet, meet a lot of the people in the state of Idaho that are, are standing for liberty. Now, let's it's encouraging. Put, yeah. Now, this ties into something else, too, is uh, Tina Forte, who was just running against uh, AOC, yes, Al- that uh, thing over in New York, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, her, um, who I, unfortunately, I knew Tina would not really go very far against AOC, but I, I was happy to see her run and actually take a stand against her. Um, well, uh, she put something up about her campaign, and I commented, this is on Facebook, I commented, I said, sending love from Idaho. Somebody, some idiot, some troll idiot replies to me from New York saying, oh, yeah, a state overrun by Nazis. So let's think back to, <laughs> to the joke. Prudes, drunks and freaks because uh, relating to skinheads. And then that idiot who doesn't who's never even probably been here in his life doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. So let's think back early 90s. Yes, North Idaho does have a history of white supremacy. I know that there was a KKK. There was, not is, but was a KKK headquarters in North Idaho. And there, and there were a lot of skinheads. You know, and I'm not going to say that white supremacy is completely erased off the map. And it's not erased out of here completely in Idaho. But it's not as prevalent as it once was. Am I, am I wrong? Yeah, right. And, 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 well, good luck trying to find, find somebody like that. Honestly, how I li- I've lived here for a, well, quite a long time and I don't really see that ever, honestly, to, to be quite frank about it. So, uh, but Richard Butler, you know, the, 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 the compound they had, he, he's not from here. He's from California. So, oh, you know, gee. it's just so ridiculous. Right. So, so white supremacists here in Idaho, not even from Idaho to begin with, is from like the there state. You go. 
we call that we like to call our arch nemesis is, is California. So when we say don't California my Idaho, we should have meant him too. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, to get to what we, that, that call, sorry, go ahead, Billy. I was just going to say, you know, I mean, ever since the days of Randy Weaver and Ruby Ridge, you know, where they, I know there were a, lo a lot of white supremacists coming to show support. I understand that whether or not Randy Weaver was a white supremacist, I don't know. I don't care. It's, it's all in the past. Who gives a shit, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But uh, that, you know, this is where that call we're talking about is leading is Idaho's full of hate mongers. Got to do something about it. Right. So <clears throat> I want to preface this really fast just by kind of prefacing a, an, art, excuse me, an article in our local paper back on May 19th, three weeks before Patriot Front was arrested. And this is very curious to me, honestly, since I've been yeah. following this and digging into my community. But it says human rights groups call for action to address domestic, domestic terrorism. It talks about gun violence. There's a paragraph here that says on June 21st, 2021, the National Security Council published the National Security Countering Domestic Terrorism Plan to focus attention on threats from violent extremists, white nationalism, white supremacists, and anti-government activists. And it goes on to state that we also urge states to enact domestic terrorist control acts. This article was brought to us by the Kootenai County Task Force on Human Relations, Bonner County, Spokane County, Boundary County, so North, the North Idaho, the Inland and Northwest region. And uh, but then three weeks later, Patriot Front is arrested for conspiracy to riot. Um, and this term is being thrown around white nationalist. And you'll, you'll I, in this call, I point blank asked uh, an FBI agent today about it. Um, basically, we had a, in the state of Idaho, we have a, an Idaho Supreme Court, former Idaho Supreme Court Justice Jim Jones that wrote an op-ed. And uh, in the op-ed, he talks about white nationalists. He talks about right-wing uh, Christian, this is like North Idaho, he says is a white, or, I'm sorry, right-wing Christian haven is what he says. Um, and anyways, I just wanted, uh, there's, a, there's something called United Against Hate, and it was an event hosted at the uh, Coeur d'Alene Casino uh, by the Department of Justice, the FBI, and again, the Kootenai County Human Rights Task Force, as I just referenced that article was brought to us by, to combat, um, I guess, hate essentially. And they, they, in that event, at that event, and that it's also documented on my, uh, my Rumble channel, North Idaho Exposed, there's an hour one and hour two of this event, if you wanna get more information about that. Um, and so they, they had a pamphlet there talking about statistics about hate and uh, the difference between a hate incident where basically if someone is uh, sending out flyers in the community and maybe it's uh, against, you know, race or religion, then that, that would be considered a hate incident. And the FBI will document that so that if they do commit a crime and it has some sort of biasy, uh, they can, they will label that as a hate crime and then they will be charged additional charges based on this list of hate incidences. So it is a very slippery slope, but uh, this Jim Jones wrote this article and he was using race and religion to slander Christians, essentially. And so that's what this phone call is. Uh, the FBI agent is taking, calling me, basically, after I called the Department of Justice to report this hate incident. And essentially, twofold, we're, we're using Jim, you know, Jim Jones is, is showing his true colors 
And then we're also using the tools that the, these, these, you know, really these radical Marxists want to go after Christians. And that's really what this is about. So this call is extremely eye-opening and you get the exclusive, Billy. So I set that up. Yeah. So, well, for one, thank you for not drinking Jim Jones's Kool-Aid. And uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I had to do that. But uh, yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab that clip here in just a second. Let's see. Yeah. So this is FBI agent uh, Special Agent Brian Gunnerson. He's also uh, working with our local Human Rights Education Institute uh, on something called a Human Rights Consortium Steering Committee. And on this consortium, along with this FBI agent that's that you'll hear in a second, uh, is our, the Idaho State Police, the Kootenai County Sheriff's Department, and the Coeur d'Alene Police Department, along with other entities in the community. And they're having a once-a-month conference call. So I basically let this agent know that I expose that in my community. And, of course, people are very concerned about it. it uh, it's, you know. So anyways, I'll let this, you can play that audio whenever you get there. All right, let's do it. Hi, Brian. This is Casey. Just giving you a call back. Yes. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing well. Good. Good. That's great. Uh, and I was at the uh, United Against Hate uh, event, too, so that, that was pretty interesting. Um, okay. So I'm calling because, um, you know, I, I, well, I basically want to report a hate incident. I sent you an article. I don't know if you got it. I sent it to your email. Which what email? Oh, cda.sic. Okay, I have not seen it come through, but I can go out and pull that right now. Okay, no, no worries. I just wanted to reference a couple things from that article. So we have former okay. Idaho Supreme Court Justice Jim Jones, that's using race and religion to slander a segment of the populace. So I definitely would think this is a hate incident. Um, and in this article, he cites uh, North Idaho as a right-wing Christian ha haven. Um, he goes on to talk about white nationalist sentiment in North Idaho. Um, what what is white nationalism to you, or what does that what does that term mean? That's a good question because I don't. That falls into what our um, DP guys look into. I. I don't know what, I think sometimes they have these statements, white nationalism, and it's just this overarching, I have no clue what it really means outside of these are people that are white, that are proud to be white sometimes, and sometimes that they lump in people that are racist toward anybody that's not white. Well, I mean, what what's wrong with being a nationalist? What's wrong with loving your country oh. and wanting to? Oh, absolutely! You know, but, yeah, but nothing. I just, there's nothing wrong with being white, and there's nothing wrong with being a nationalist. So, correct. So, I, I just think it's a tongue-in-cheek way of attacking Christianity, honestly. Um, okay. But, anyways, I just wanted to report this. This appears to me to definitely be a, a hate incident where this person is is causing division in the article of the title. Um, is Idaho must once again send the hate mongers packing. So it's a call to action for people that don't agree with Christians, essentially. Um, okay. It's very divisive. So I just, I, I really hate to even use use this tool or bring this up, but at the same time, it, 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 it's really disgusting. Um, no, I agree. For us, it's, I don't care 
which way the incident goes. It's wrong if, you know, there is being heat expressed either way. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. for me, it's, you know, we want to collect what the left is doing, what the right's doing, what the center's doing um, as it relates to hate crimes, hate incidents, just because at that point we understand we have a better picture. If we just pick one side, it's a very skewed picture, and there's always another side to the story with you know what's going on. So. Sure, sure, sure. And, and I, I understand. Um, I, I just think some people see, see this, you know, they know that, that I've exposed that you're working with the you know the the, the uh, Human Rights Education Institute and their uh, Human Rights Consortium Steering Committee, and then we have all these law enforcement assets that are part of this. So people, of course, are very concerned about it. And then we have, you know, this Jim Jones uh, character here, here who's piling on um, and promoting what you're doing, but at the same time is is, is using it as as a way to. to go after a segment of the populace he doesn't maybe necessarily like so i i just wanted to to mention it to you and please take a look at that article and you'll see what i'm talking about i appreciate that yeah thank you sir uh, have a good day um did you, let me ask you this yeah um uh, no, okay yeah i'll go into that account and see what i can find okay did, did you have a question Nope, I was going to ask what the email address that it came from was. Oh, okay. I can um, tell you. Just It's North Idaho Exposed at ProtonMail.com. Oh, okay. No problem. I will look for it, and I will read through it and put it in our file. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a uh-huh. day. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was quite interesting. Uh, yeah, it's on many fronts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, it's kind of interesting how you take somebody like that gentleman there, A.J. Gunnarsson, who wants to start some good, and then you have this idiot, uh, Jim Jones, who's going to try to weaponize it somehow against people he doesn't like. So, I mean, how do you define hate there? Exactly. Yeah, well, Solowinski tactics, you know, blame people for the crime. That's the very thing you're guilty of. So uh, it's been the the common theme for a while, right? Um, uh, also, in this article, really, go ahead, Billy. I was going to say that that's one of the tactics of Karl Marx, right there. Is basically you accuse of doing something, the very thing you're doing, and takes the it puts the spotlight on them and completely off of you, and yeah. It's really strange. He's a former Idaho Supreme Court justice, along with being an Army veteran. So it's just really weird to me. But in this article, really quickly, just to also let people know, and they can read this uh, article. Maybe we can put it in your show notes or something for people to read it if they if they're interested. But he also, Jim Jones, also wrote that right wing uh, Christian Haven that we mentioned earlier. He goes on to state that Donald Trump provided a wink and nod of approval to the worst elements in white nationalist groups, supercharging the movement, including uh, the northern part of the Gem State. And it goes on to say that. Businesses here, uh, businesses will um, have to stop merely paying lip service to the problem and speak forcefully with their voices and more particularly with significant financial resources to support those who run as human rights advocates and to oppose those who want no more pussyfooting around with uh, those sympathetic to the nationalists and extremists just to get tax cuts and other favorable business legislation this is a all hands on deck in endeavor. Hmm. 
He ain't missing words, is he? It's a, it sounds like a call to war, if you ask me. Um, I mean, how else? It's alarming. It's alarming, yeah. I mean, how, how else would you describe that? I mean, that, that, is, a, that is a call to action. So basically, c- come on, BLM, Antifa, this, this is your chance. Time to go to war. So it's a call for civil unrest. That's all it is. That's what I hear anyway. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, there's more to that article, too, if people want to get some more insight. But, you know, I, I almost have no words, really, <laughs> to be honest with you. It's, uh, it's it, every day, it feels like the twilight zone lately, you know, for the last couple of years, right? So, well, for those who are, those who are uh, watching the uh, video on Rumble and uh, the other platforms uh, that uh, Videos are coming to such as Odyssey and BitChute. Uh, I will have that link in the description to that very article. So, okay, great. Um, yeah. Did you have any other questions about that? About uh, you know, I, I, it, I I've seen this coming for like the last half a year. It, I've been very, since that article I, I mentioned earlier about the uh, human rights group call for action to address domestic terrorism. And then Patriot Front happened, and then it just felt like it, things were really ramping up. And then we have this, you know, United Against uh, Hate thing, and um, the social justice warriors, you know, you got to hand it to them. They don't, they don't stop. <laughs> oh, of course so, they don't. Um, and, and, and you've heard of Christian nationalism. And so, I mean, it's, it's a war on Christianity. It's, it's just a, a, in a very tongue-in-cheek way, maybe, of doing it. But um, we got to call it for what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, before uh, we run out of time, because uh, we've, we've gone on for about 15 minutes so, so far, and we're, that means we're at the halfway point. Um, this what I want to touch a little bit, too, is, uh, you know, we, we had some incidents, uh, I guess, going on uh, over, the, over the past summer. And whereas, you know, I have not seen a whole lot of BLM and Antifa here in the state of Idaho, I know that Boise does have a have a BLM chapter, but uh, they're they're really not as relevant as one might think. Um, and Antifa has uh, definitely made their presence known up in the Coeur d'Alene area, from what I understand. Yeah, there's a video actually on my Rumble channel. I happened to interview uh, someone named Robert John Stoms. I don't have the police report in front of me, but it's in it's documented in the video that I put out. Uh, there's a fuller version, and then I made like an edited version with uh, the police report. So I happened to see the police chief of, of the Coeur Police Department at Pride in the Park. Um, and in the park that day, he was speaking, uh, Police Chief Lee White was speaking with somebody named uh, Robert John Stoms. And Robert looked like he was it, you know, part of Antifa, pink hair, um, uh, like leather jacket. Um, and then he was with a tall, lanky guy that had a uh, weapon swung over his shoulder. And uh, the police the police basically surrounded them a little bit, and then they were escorted out of the park. They were trespassed. They so went around the corner. Um, what had happened was there was an altercation in the parking lot with him. Uh, he was trying to antagonize somebody. He jumped on this person, the hood of their car, and scratched their hood, apparently. And this person placed him under citizen's arrest. Um, and the police chief mentioned in the police report, he, he noticed that Robert was yelling curse words at this person trying to instigate something. So the Antifa was definitely, uh, you know, trying to do their thing. 
Uh, but unfortunately, the arrest of Patriot Front took took away from from that. But I filmed the whole thing. Uh, five of his friends came up to the police officer after Robert was being detained uh, and taken into custody. Uh, they also found cannabis on him. Um, and uh, Andy No also documented this and said that he uh, he was all over it. I, I found out Andy knows information by doing a public record request locally. So I emailed him and I sent him the video and he hadn't seen it. So he he's going to share it, I think, too. But so five of Robert's associates came over to this police officer and was trying to shake him down, essentially, and ask, why is Robert being arrested? And, and I could see what was going on. So I tried to distract them. And they kept trying to step in my shot and trying to, to protect this guy in red that had tattoos on the back of his hand. And he was trying to hide them. Uh, and eventually they broke off uh, and they were in a little huddle and I wouldn't stop filming them. And I asked them who they were with because I could tell, you know, something was up here. They were dressed in nice clothes. So it was a little distracting. I mean, I couldn't really tell if they were Antifa or not, but um, they were acting like it. And then uh, one of the gals with pink hair, two of them were live streaming to uh, some sort of Antifa affiliated uh, place on the internet. I have no idea about that. Um, and then one of the, uh, one of the girls in pink, that had pink hair told me to, or purple hair told me to stop filming them. I said, no, I'm in public on the sidewalk. And then another gal just burst out of the crowd, grabbed my camera, held it down right in front of the police. And that's assault. And they didn't do anything. That's not even mentioned in the police report, but the police know who I am because I, you know, I, I filmed them a lot and they don't like it. So, um, so I'm actually following up right now with the complaint uh, through the Coeur Police Department for falsifying a police report. And um, I'm trying to identify who those other five people were. A couple of them had masks on. And um, Andy Ngo, in his, his comment, he seemed to know who they were because he said the usual suspects bailed out Robert. So I need to do a record request and find out who bailed him out. And then, you know, maybe we can find out who some of these other people are. But uh, I was so caught off guard when this gal grabbed my camera that uh, you know, it just, uh, then they, they, the guy in red that seemed to be in charge came over and just pushed her away and they walked away. And, uh, it just happened so fast that I was, I was dumbfounded. And then to find out it was probably Antifa, um, it's too bad that we didn't find out who they were, but, uh, it, you know, it's a learning process, I guess, sometimes. And they were very green. Like they were trying to act tough, but <laughs> they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't get, they wouldn't get real. They wouldn't go, uh, you know, maybe further than they wanted to. I don't know. So I, I was just right in front of the cops right there, you know, filming them. And what are you going to do about it? You know, nothing. So, so there's not much they could do, but they were trying to, to say I brushed, I brushed them with my camera. And the police report says I brushed somebody with my camera. No, they kept stepping in to me. They're like backing into me and trying to block my camera. So that's all in a video on my Rumble channel, uh, Antifa visits Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And then I just, uh, we had uh, Tom Deweese of the American Policy Center came here. I filmed uh, him. Uh, at his, his event, and he pro, he talked about Agenda 21 and how to fight back against that. And of course, the whole Marx revolution is wrapped up in Agenda 21, uh, with Sustainable Development Goal 5, um, 10, and 16. Um, anyways, that's reduced inequalities, gender equality, and uh, peace, justice, and strong institutions. So anyways, uh, but Tom Deweese uh, talked about he, what he does is he enables activists, gives them tools to fight back against uh, public-private partnerships in their community, and he has an activist handbook and really great guy. So those are the newest videos on my channel. I did an interview with him also. So if you're into uh, Agenda 21, please check it out and share it. It's, it's good stuff. Uh, I was kicked off of YouTube uh, a couple months ago, and I don't really care. Um, so I'm just uh, trying to rebuild an audience now on Rumble. So I would appreciate it if people check it out. And if you like it, 
please subscribe. Uh, you get, I really didn't get started on YouTube with the Bearded Patriots or Outlaw Radio because I because I I know it, whatever I post isn't going to last. So I posted one thing <laughs> where I I did talk about the uh, twenty twenty election, and uh, of course I got I got a uh, a ninety day suspension for for something I said. So I was like sticking a rumble. Uh, Odyssey, Odyssey's been, been pretty good. Uh, bit shoots pretty good. So, even though I hear, I yeah, hear nice, bit, nice alternatives. Yeah, I hear bit shoot is going to uh, implement some Marxist policies, but we'll wait and see. Then, of course, there's mm-hmm. that uh, Josh Who TV, uh, but they 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 have some work to do because you can't even upload any videos there yet. So, uh, unfortunately, that's where. Uh, one guy uh, does a lot of his live streaming that I don't care too much for. That'd be an Alex Jones. I'm not the biggest fan of him or Infowars, so, but I won't go there. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And you know, the problem with using YouTube is I found that you know you tend to even if you're not trying to, you tend to t- to t- you know tailor your content so that you're not you know talking about COVID or the elections or whatever. And at some point, it's like, I'm going to interview Dr. Douglas Frank. I don't care. And I'm going to put it on YouTube and deal with it. You know, like we're going to talk about election stuff. You don't like it. That's really too bad. <laughs> you know, so I, you know, I, I got, I don't know how many strikes over four years, but probably 20, 25 strikes. And if you get three consecutively over a three month duration, then you're gone. So um, yeah. had about 20,000 subscribers there. So, I mean, it, it, it is a useful platform because a lot of people that you can wake up maybe there, but um, I just don't like the censorship game. It's just, I'm old, I'm tired of it, you know? So uh, it's nice to be on platforms that allow you to make content and talk about things that you, you know, talk, let's talk about any, every, everything, you know, let's, let's, we shouldn't have limits. Well, at the same time too, they're not going to let me back on, uh, the, uh, outlaw radio account back on Twitter, just because I use the word retard and Elon Musk is, <laughs> isn't going to. You know, he ain't going to help the situation. I really don't care. I've, I mean, I've got the Bearded Patriots uh, account on uh, Twitter, but uh, and I'm going to continue talking about whatever I want. So however long that's going to last, I don't know. I mean, I will admit, though, it's, um, I, I don't know the full story or the full meaning. However, oh God, uh, Kanye West did say something kind of stupid. So... Uh, <laughs> I mean, so I don't know if if he's uh I I just to com- comment on that you know whether he meant to uh, as a way at, that Jesus would I I love everybody even Hitler even the Nazis whatever you know so I mean there's I I don't know if that's the case or uh, how whatever it may be but uh, wow I mean Kanye. Kanye Yay, West. Regardless, uh, just took, he took a nosedive down for for that remark. So he's exercising the heck out of his First Amendment. You got to you got to hand it to him there. Yes, indeed. <laughs> he's but, pushing the boundaries. I, I I think I think some of it's healthy, honestly, though. You know, because yeah. it is. It is uh, I, I don't have, you don't agree with everything he's saying, but you know, he's definitely um, trying to push back against the censorship issue to a degree i think you know so yes a uh, very interesting times that we're in right now <laughs> uh, yes indeed very interesting times oh casey i hate to say it we we are definitely out of time 
Uh, once again, though, I want to thank you very much for joining me. Um, and uh, before we uh, conclude the segment, uh, please give yourself a plug. Where can people follow up with you? I know you got, you mentioned your channel. You get, you're on social media. Where can people follow up? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I think it's Casey Whalen, uh, dot .522 or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, Rumble, North Idaho Exposed. I'm on Substack, CaseyWhalen.substack.com. Twitter, Casey underscore Whalen. Uh, I, I have Odyssey, Brideon. I have all that other stuff, but I'm just focusing on Rumble right now. So and I'm uh, focusing on the Marxist uh, dragnet in the Inland Northwest and trying to expose that and show people what's going on behind the scenes. Excellent. Well, keep up the good work. Uh, you cover the North, I'll cover the South. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, just uh, preserve Idaho for the beautiful gem that she is, you know. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Billy. Appreciate it. You bet. You take it easy. You too. And there you have the interview with Casey Whalen. All right, it's time to go to our first music set. Coming up, we have Diamante, going to be followed by Jade Marie Patek, Bob Rivers, Third Bass, and Boba Flex. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth?
Christmas. And recently, every year, it's followed by a slew of spoiled jackasses taking to Twitter and other social media, bitching and complaining about the gifts they receive on Christmas morning. I can't believe my mother didn't get me the newest iPhone. She knew I wanted an iPhone, and all I got was the newest Samsung Galaxy. She's such a bitch. Lady, you just got a $400 phone, which your parents are paying a monthly bill for, and you've got the nerve to tweet complaints about it using that very same phone you just got. Really? Really? Frankly, if I was the parent of a spoiled bitch like that, I'd just take that phone right back to the store where I got it and come back with some lame-ass flip phone from the turn of the century. Here you go, you spoiled prick. Text on that! And, and, and you know, it, it doesn't just start and stop with phones. Clothes, toys, games, gaming consoles, cars. People are complaining about getting the wrong fucking color car. I wanted my Mini Cooper in red and they got me yellow. I hate my parents. You got a car. A fucking car for Christmas. I still have to take the fucking bus. Which is exactly what I'd be making this brat do from now on. Here's a bus pass, dick. Have fun sitting in the back with the angry gang of teens using a retro ghetto blaster to annoy the seniors for the next 12 months. You jackass. And, 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 and you know, you know, I get it. I get it. You expect one thing and get another, and it's disappointing. I get it. But seriously, save the complaints for the cheap, scratchy wool sweater you know you'll never wear. Complain about the toe socks you just find weird and impractical. Complain about the eggnog and its lack of alcohol content. But, you know, when it comes to $400 phones, $20,000 cars, and pretty much anything over 50 bucks, keep your fucking mouth shut. I don't want to hear people whine and complain because they got the wrong phone. Or they got the wrong gaming console. Or the wrong fucking color car. It's free. You have no right to complain about it. And you know, if you don't want whatever you got, send it to my P.O. Box. Okay? I'll either use it or donate it to someone who can. Okay? And, 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 hey. Have you ever wondered why your parents have to get you stuff for Christmas? Have you? It's because Santa already knows you're a whiny little bitch and decided long ago to stop showing up to your fucking house when you complained about getting the wrong fucking Pokemon when you were six. Okay? Santa hates you and your parents are just trying to keep up tradition so you don't feel bad. You know, j just be thankful they don't toss you in a dumpster with a bullet in your head. Alright? Merry Christmas! Send me your stuff because you don't want it. The guy who creates this cartoon is an artist and he doesn't make much money. He makes a little bit. But he could use a gaming console that you don't want, you little whiners.
Chipmunks roasting on an open fire Hot sauce dripping from their toes (laughs) Yuletide squirrels fresh filleted by the choir They poked hot skewers through their nose Everybody knows some pepper and a garlic clove help to make them seasoned right. Tiny rats with a crisp golden coat will really hit the spot tonight. And now when Santa sees his train There'll be some homemade chipmunk jerky for his sleigh. And every hungry child is gonna spy. And so I'm brushing on some honey glaze. To keep them crisp and juicy too Let's hope they get served Many times, many ways Tasty chipmunks Good food On that, Mr. Cole? Oh, yes, sir, Mrs. Sevilla. Would you mind handing me the barbecue sauce? I am starved. Oh, no problem, Dave. <laughs> Listen, you best be having two of them drumsticks because they're all so tiny and ain't much meat upon them. What about animal rights, Dave? Put a sock in it, Melvin. You know, for years people said you overrated hamsters were my meal ticket. Now I guess you could just say, you're my meal. <laughs> That's a good one, Dave. I always knew you was the funny one in the group. Damn straight. And so I'm offering some recipes. From chipmunk pie to chipmunk stew I'm not really sad That it ended this way Furry chipmunks Screw you (laughs) Did you hear that, Melvin? Melvin? Dave, did you want Melvin? <laughs> There's plenty of thing though left, though. Hey, yo, Pete, it's Chubbs. What's up, G? Yo, Pete. Yo, sir. You know people trying to gel us, right? Trying to gel. I hear that. So, you know, we got we to rip this. Oh, sir, just go kick this shit, G. Drop it right here. Right here like an asshole. One, two. One, two, you don't stop this search tries to flip like coins Pain like the foot to groins Three strikes but I didn't gel the head jet Why you still vexed over things I haven't even said yet You peep, but you're part time like temp Scaled like a fence, put you in the past tense You tried to beat him but you ain't fast enough to chase me So what I did is schedule it to bring the kid to Ben Casey And don't waste time, dopest tracks So why you gonna waste rhymes? I absorb like a sponge in the bumps Acting trifle, get the rifle I step back and crack slumps And my crew get pounds and hugs Tugs on my shirt, let me know that I'm still professional you know. And at the end of the session, you'll know that the third will disturb the verb with the noun, shift the sound. So get up and get down. Search will never stand still.
kill Try to flam, I'll be like Claude Van Damme and just kick him in the grill Stop. Cherry Crusaders, clean, clairvoyant concepts, claiming critical conversations that came in to view a third base mix with Chubb Rock until we kick the motherfucker in his um G R I L L L word up. That's the grill. Chill. Hold up, Chubbs, you got lifted. Word up. What's the science? Demons with the back of my head Shell shock eyes 
There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at hunterathletic.myshopify.com. Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour un- interrupted and uncensored information join our ctm family today join the movement join the fight for freedom and independence caravan to midnight is media for the people by the people independent of commercial obligations or influence for less than a cup of coffee per month you can make a difference let the people fund the next news network help us grow help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first join the family at caravantomidnight.com A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. Mike Lindell is a true patriot who loves America, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code OUTLAW for all Mike's great discounts. Or call 1-800-652-3982. And remember to use promo code OUTLAW. 
And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. There are also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit, fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit, the shit, fuck shit. Shit, fuck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Bubba Flex with Bad Man. Before that, Third Bass with Kick Him in the Grill featuring Chub Rock. Before that, Bob Rivers with Chipmunks Roasting on an Open Fire, one of my favorite Christmas parodies. Before that, Jade Marie Patek with her cover of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. And starting off the whole set, Diamante with Dirty Blonde. All right, moving right along. Outlaw Radio World News with Joe Emilio discussing matters in South Africa. Here we go. Outlaw Radio World News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio World News, I am joined by Joe Emilio, and it has actually been a while since uh, I have talked to him. I mean, not just here on the air, but uh, we haven't been keeping in touch very well over the past, what, I think at least year and a half. How you been, buddy? Wow, has it been that long? I I don't (laughs) know. I'm guessing. Yeah, well, uh, the time difference doesn't help. Uh, but yeah, no, it's been, I've been good. I've been good. I've got a, a lot's changed, actually. Jeez, um, my uh, wife is pregnant and her due date is like next month. So yeah, that's happening. <laughs> well, I knew, yeah, I knew uh, you're g- either going to become a dad or you already have, because uh, I was about to ask. So I know yeah. that's, that's changed for you. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Other than that, uh, still surviving in the communist uh, country of South Africa. Well, uh, we're <laughs> not falling very far behind you under uh, what Joe Biden has has done in his uh, his regime. And of course, uh, yeah, we just finally had the last uh, so-called runoff election uh, just a little while ago, and uh, it went exactly how I thought it would. Everybody was thinking that uh, Herschel Walker had a good chance of beating Raphael Warnock over in Georgia. I said, uh, they're not going to let Herschel Walker win. 
basically they're going to make sure that uh, Raphael Warnock uh, maintains that seat in Georgia, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, the numbers very, very razor close, though, which is why they had to have a runoff election. But uh, what? No, it was. This is what I expected. So. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, uh, American elections are very entertaining, and um, it. <laughs> I think the world's going to go crazy uh, come 2024 because South African elections and the U.S. elections. So expect uh, entertaining things to happen. I have already stated um, over the past uh, like 10 days since Thanksgiving, I have been under the weather like uh, uh, it's been unreal. I mean, uh, I mean, I had COVID and COVID wasn't wasn't as bad as what I just went through. And I'm still going through some of the yeah. after effects. Um, but uh, no, Cyril Ramaphosa, or your president, from what I understand, uh, at one point was pace, facing some uh, possible impe- impeachment. I can't speak intelligently of what was going on because I was too, really too sick to take interest. But uh, please enlighten me what what happened. All right. So from what I understand, um, he has a this all started about a scandal with his farm, uh, the Palapala farm, where it was discovered that uh, there was, I forget the number, but millions of dollars, um, I think it was $500,000, sorry, uh, under a mattress. Okay. Um, So money stashed away. So uh, immediately alarm bells started running and and uh, many uh, pol- uh, opposition parties started to accuse Cyril of corruption. And obviously people were asking where did this money come from. Uh, and Cyril claims that it's his own money and he sold a buffalo, which he does have a farm uh, in his own uh, capacity. He, uh, as a citizen of the country, has a farm and sells and buys buffalo. I mean, the other, I think it was last year, he bought a buffalo for like two million rand. Um, Cape buffalo, so this, right? Yeah. Um, so this isn't an uncommon thing. And that's his excuse. Now, there's allegations against him that say that, no, 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 this is government money. This is tax money that is being used. And he's using the Palapala farm to kind of money launder basically um and so those those are the kinds of allegations that are that are against him and at the moment i haven't read the section 86 uh report which apparently has damning evidence against him uh showing corruption and uh basically wrongdoing and when this section 86 came out and this was done by a, a supposedly an independent uh group uh that were having an investigation on this whole farm thing um when it came out all of a sudden all the politicians the the oppositions everybody uh just went crazy and like okay because you have this rule of um step aside rule which basically means that any anti politician that is even alleged to be part of corruption must step aside or or stand down basically leave their post he has to do so um and obviously because um you know this is corruption he's supposed to be the guy leading the fight against corruption uh he has to step down there was a lot of pressure well well hold and- on hold on just backtrack that just a little bit there yeah so if uh 
according to the to the ANC's policy, that yes. if somebody's accused of corruption, they must step down. So if they actually went by that rule, wouldn't that just clean out the entire administration? It should, but as you can imagine, uh, that law or rule favors certain factions. And uh, that's why, for example, Ace Magashule is no longer in a post, but still gets paid. Uh, Same with, uh, what's his name, the old health minister who was accused of that. uh, Oh, man, I always forget the name, but he had a he had a digital vibes. Uh, so he had like a whole company that was siphoning money and stuff like that. He's been cleared of these charges. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you really look at it, you're like, mm, yeah, loopholes everywhere. Um, and so anyway, so already there's been uh, ministers that have had to step aside. Uh, and now with the president, so what happened was uh, that day, I think it was a Monday or a Tuesday. I can't remember now. Earlier this week, uh, no, it was Monday uh, or was it Friday? It was Friday. Sorry. Um, he lots of pressure. We were expecting, um, uh, you know, there was rumors he was going to come out. He was going to resign. Um, and then a lot of commentators were saying, including myself, I, I, I was doubtful. I mean, it's the president, it's Cyril. Uh, there is a internal faction war in the ANC between the Zuma faction, Cyril faction. You can see the Zuma factions pushing this hard. NDZ or uh, Lamini Zuma came out and said like, oh, if Cyril respects the rule of law, he must step down, um, blah, blah, blah. And obviously she would say that she's running against him for presidency. So um, so what? I'm like, ah, sorry. What what's her relation to Jacob? She's uh Jacob's former wife. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah. Um anyway, so she says that he then, uh the president, uh says that he's gonna come out and address the situation. Everyone starts speculating that he is going to resign. And uh, like literally an hour or two before he's supposed to come out and say something, uh, he backtracks and he says, no, I'm not going to address this. Uh, I'm going to fight this uh, because a lot of the stakeholders around him, as he as he put it and or the spokesperson put it, uh, the stakeholders and people around him in the ANC that support him said, you can fight this. They had a look at the Section 86. There's nothing incriminating. You can argue this in court. You can fight this. Don't resign. Now. I think the term stakeholder is a very big clue because there's people that are aligned to Cyril Ramaphosa because you know they they get they get kickbacks and they get money and they and they there's deals and there's cadre deployment and all that stuff so obviously they're worried that if Cyril isn't president anymore and someone else is they might lose those deals and there's a lot of money invested into him as well um there's a ANC function of some kind where 1.2 million rand is sold per seat or table so that you can sit next to the president. And at this uh, conference, there's like deals being made. It's all businesses, big business people that come and they meet the president and they network and stuff like that. And yeah, you can imagine what they network about. So there's that, right? Then there's the ANC 
politicians that are on Cyril's side that also don't want him to to resign or or to give up his post because, well, again, they benefit in some way. So he has been convinced by his supporters to not give up, and um, he has left it to the NEC to decide basically what should what should the next steps be. And um, there was a meeting on Monday uh, to discuss what to do about Cyril Raposa. Um, there is supposed to be, or there was supposed to be yesterday, a vote in parliament and a debate in parliament to decide if section 86 um, is worth an impeachment process. Uh, so basically, if you're going to impeach a president, there needs to be a vote by parliament. And parliament is where all the uh, ministers of every party come through. Um, well, not all the ministers, but most of them, they come, they sit there and votes are being done and stuff like that. It's like Congress in, in America. Um, so um, they were supposed to have a vote to decide, okay, should the impeachment process start? Is there uh, is there really something in this section 86 to take on Cyril Ramosaurus? Cyril Ramosaurus, sorry. Um, and um, basically it was postponed. Um, it was postponed to next week, Tuesday. Um, and uh, the reason for that is because they didn't want to do it virtually. They wanted more people at parliament. They want to do it in person. They want to do the vote in person and debate in person. I think that's a tactic because it's easier to cause distraction. Anybody who Googles or YouTubes uh, South African parliament best moments You'll see how raucous that place can be. Uh, fights break out, shouting all the time. Well, it's it's much easier to distract one, uh, in person. Well, one of the things I, t- I could not believe this. I still laugh my ass off about this, just to mention it too. But uh, I just all, all you got to do is uh, think it it was the it was the economic freedom fighters and. Julius Malema wasn't there, but uh, it was it was a lady and uh, uh, and some of her associates, and uh, I just could not believe it. Uh, you know, while while the one lady from the EFF is speaking in Parliament, there's her. Uh, uh, oh no, her w- one of her mates in the background with her fingers so far up her nose, and she is fucking digging. And I'm like, oh my god! I mean, I mean, like I've seen children do this, and I still want to laugh. But this is—I mean, these are full-grown adults, and she's up, <laughs> she's up to her knuckle. And I could not believe it, right in the middle of that that, that parliament chamber. I'm like, oh my god! But I mean, that's just one of the little things you'll see. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, no, they they get into it pretty bad in those parliament chambers. I know that. Yeah, so obviously that's one of the reasons why they want to do it in person. They argue it's because of integrity and it's an important topic or whatever. Um, but you you know, it's it's just another way for them to disrupt the proceedings so that things get postponed even more and buy time. Look, there's a very important uh, election coming up for the ANC. It works differently to the American um, way of doing things. Usually in America, for example, you're voting for a person. So if you like a president, you will vote for Biden or you'll vote for whoever or whoever. Um, whereas in South Africa, it is the party that elects the president. So imagine 
you in America, you would vote for maybe Republican or Democrat, but then you would have no say on who the president is. The parties themselves would elect a president. Um, and there is a fight at the moment to change that in South Africa. It's not going too well, but um, for the time being, it is the people within the party that elect the president. So that's what's happening, uh, I think, at the end of December, um, where the ANC is going to decide who the new president is. Uh, last time it was between Cyril and uh, Lamini Zuma. There, it was close. It was very, I think there was only like a 5% difference between the two. Um, obviously, Cyril being the one that won. And uh, now it's, it looks like uh, they're basically getting through the roster. And we will see who the final person is to run up against Cyril Mopoza. But that's the thing. He's got his elections coming up. I personally think this is all tactics and theatrics uh, to the point where uh, it's pre pretty clear that Cyril's going to probably win. There's no else that's really a contender they're all corrupt they're all uh worse than the other um and i think Cyril will hold his post based on that um however i think that once the elections are done there's going to be a, an attempt to impeach him and um they're, they're really going to push for that and he might get impeached in which point uh, the deputy president will become president and this is the interesting part about south african politics is that um, if you're ousted as president, uh, then you, uh, so let's say, for example, uh, Cyril begins his term next year, January, and in March, uh, he's impeached or whenever, uh, halfway through, let's, let's make it even more interesting, in October of next year, he's impeached. That means he still has four years because it's a five-year term in South Africa, or he would have had four years left. That president or the deputy president, which is the vice president who takes over, can serve those four years. And when he runs for president, that's not a term for him. Yeah, yeah, that's that was one one thing, uh, you know, I was I was wondering about, too. And uh, you and I were discussing putting uh, the, you know, this uh, conversation together, too, is I was I was wondering, like, wait a minute, didn't he already serve a term? Uh, but no, when he came in for uh, Jacob Zuma, that wasn't considered part of his term. That that was just him filling in. Uh, a term doesn't really start until the next uh, cycle. So yeah, yeah, which is an interesting concept, um, but also very dangerous, especially when you get into talking about coalition parties. Um, one of my good friends, uh, Mark Oppenheimer, has explained it uh, on my channel. But uh, it's it's almost like a loophole. And I think this is one of the things that the uh, South African, uh, some of the um, organizations in South Africa that uh, civil rights groups are trying to change about the electoral uh, process. Um, but uh, that will be that will remain to be seen. But that's pretty much in a nutshell. I mean, there's a whole lot more. Uh, detail and and things like, for example, people still want to know where the money, where exactly the money came from. Um, people want to know, uh, you know, what Section 86 really says, which you can Google and find out. I just haven't read it myself. Um, but you can Google, find Section 86 and, and read it and, and see what the allegations are. Uh, the, the point is this, and I think this is very important for people to know. This is not the first time we've seen something like this in South Africa. Uh, you'll, I'll take you back to Zuma's uh, presidency, where towards the end, 
I don't know if you'll remember, but uh, there was a whole move for Zuma to step down. It was the oh, Zuma must fall that. protest. Yes. So that was basically almost the same thing. You know, Zuma being, uh, it was just after his Nkandla um, scandal where he was accused of using tax money to to buy to to make those those houses and stuff uh and and shortly after that just more pressure mounted and um and uh, he was basically asked to to step down and then that's when Cyril took over um now i think the same thing is happening we're just seeing different characters it's the same storyline different characters so we're seeing pressure mount now we're seeing Cyril being accused of uh, corruption. He's a terrible president. He's failed. He's not. He's no longer the new Don. The new Don has failed. Articles, endless articles of, of of criticism against Cyril. But mind you, a year ago, or even during lockdown, there were reporters saying that he was majestic. All right, which was disgusting and ugh, just ugh, really irritated a lot of people. But now the narrative is changing they're saying no 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 Cyril's a terrible president he didn't he didn't follow through he, he you know he's he's broken his promises to the people blah 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 um and it's interesting to see that narrative change because almost like they're gearing up the big corporate media or as I like to call them the PR company for the ANC are shifting their focus shifting their campaign they're like okay Cyril he's he now needs to be the fall guy we need to find someone to be that second new dawn um but there's a problem there is no one else to take his spot there's no one else that they can try and spin that is going to be better in quotation marks than cyril cyril is as good as that party's gonna get because everybody else has been either embroiled in corruption is the ex like for example um the ex uh, health minister who's also running for president He's he's in his own scandal that he's apparently been cleared of, but nobody believes that. Then there's uh, the former wife of Zuma, who oh, yeah. banned cigarettes during lockdown and alcohol. So yeah. there's no way she's oh. a favorite. Um, then oh. there's um, who else? Oh. There's Ace Magashule, who's also embroiled in corruption. Uh, there's like every one of these contestants or contenders have their own scandal yeah well no no no. julius can't run for president uh he's tell me tell me yeah what as i didn't know yeah i didn't know he can't he's part of the eff so he can't he can't run for presidency oh Uh, so the only people that can run for presidency are within the anc party because the anc is is in power okay the the anc okay yeah yeah Okay, I so, yeah, so it's it's like, for example, now the Democrats hold power in South Africa because Biden is president. So pretend like the Democrats were in power, they could elect like whoever to be president. The people wouldn't be able to. It's a, it's it's a weird concept, <laughs> but uh, that's that's just how it works. So, for example, if if the EFF was in power, then. Uh, Julius and and um, what's his name? Uh, Floyd Chavambo and whoever in the EFF could fight out who becomes president. Um, but ANC is in power, so they fight within them within internally. They elect 
um, who becomes their president. Um, and uh, it's it's an interesting time, but it's it's again it's 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 all theatrics. And again, we've we've seen this before with the Zuma era, and I think the same exact thing is happening. Cyril will probably not be president for very long. Uh, while they find out who to who they can get to take his spot, because at the end of the day, it's all about cadre deployment. It's all about the corruption. It's all about who's going to uh, line their pockets, and they're probably finding out right now. Okay, if Cyril stays in for how long? Uh, if Cyril stays president, how long will he stay president? And if he does uh, get ousted, who can we put on? And I think, I think, and this is why I say. I think he is going to be safe for that election. I think it's after the election he has to worry uh, because I, I, I do think that basically what's happening is the ANC is preparing themselves for the deputy president to take over. And I'll give you another good reason why I think this. Jul- Julius uh, seems to know a lot about, well, he's a politician, obviously. He's a horrible politician, a disgusting human being. But there's been a lot of things that Julius said has said over the years that has actually come true. Um, there was a time when he said Cyril's going to become president and Cyril become president, became president. Um, that's just one example. So now, a few years ago, uh, uh, Julius was saying that um, David Mabuza, who's the um, deputy president, um, will never be president. This was like years ago, at the beginning of uh, Cyril's term, I think. Now he's changed his tune. Now, I know Julius flip-flops, he always does. But it's interesting because the same thing kind of happened with Cyril. And now Cyril's president. So is Julius or does Julius rather know something that the rest of us don't? Um, And he's making a prediction that will probably come true because he said it. He said recently that David Mabuza will become president uh we'll be having uh he said what do you say we'll be having christmas dinner and david mabuza will be the new president that's that's what he said like last week so everybody thinks uh cyril's time is numbered well there, there's also one other thing too and uh yeah i will say that uh, julius malema is kind of a nostra dumbass because uh he is <laughs> he, he there was one other thing he said he said that I remembered did come true, and that's when I first saw video of him and didn't think much of him, except I had suspicions. And that that was when uh Zuma had had stepped down. And uh, that's when I saw these videos of uh, Julius Malema. He said, Okay, uh step one, uh phase one is in the books. Um, he is no longer president. That, Step two. Now he goes to jail, and uh, it didn't happen right away. But what it, last I knew, um, Zuma did get arrested, and he went to jail. Uh, sort of. Um, he was maybe in jail for like a week, if that. Um, yeah, that was that was also theatrics. So um, there's no way, you know, in hindsight, I was discussing this with a friend the other day. In hindsight, that whole Zuma arresting thing, man, that was so theatrical because what happened was um, 
This is like the day, the last day that he's now supposed to be uh, taken to, like, this is the last day he has a freedom. Like, the court gave him, I think, eight or ten days he has to go to jail or whatever. So on the tenth day, he's still in his house. And literally, I think the hour before midnight, all of a sudden, these uh, cars rush out of his house and they go directly to the nearest uh, police station, which is escort. Um, or, or not police station, uh, prison, uh, escort prison. And uh, he, it is claimed that he is taken into custody and arrested and all that stuff. Now, here's the thing. We only have a few photos that of, of him allegedly being seen taking fingerprints and stuff like that. We never see him in a cell at all there's no pictures of him in a cell there's no pictures of him in prison nothing okay nothing and we had uh oscar pistorius arrested who's a very high profile figure at the time uh and we could see a lot of footage of him in prison there was no problem getting footage of him in prison but with zuma there's not one image of him in prison and that raises at least for me a lot of questions they claim that oh we don't want to we don't want Zuma to be embarrassed. That's the reason why there's not a lot of footage. I don't buy that. Wow. I personally think it was all theatrics. I don't. I I think that those pictures were uh, forged in a way, uh, and I'll tell you why. There were two important meetings before uh, Zuma got arrested. He had a meeting with Julius, and he had a meeting with Becketele, who's the police minister. And I think. In some ways, I don't know about Julius, but I do. I think Julius was more of an insurance plan. I think Becketele, they hashed a plan where Becketele basically the conversation went something like, look, we got to take you. We got to make it look like you went to prison. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot of uh, problems. So um, let's yes. just let's just get Go you on, there. Bro. Yeah, let's just make it look like you went. Uh, you won't stay more than a week. I've spoken to Arthur Frazier. He's going to give you that medical parole. Just go there for a few, one or day, one or two days, uh, and 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 that'll be it. I think that's. I really do think that's the conversation because that's what's happened. You know, I think about a, not even a month later, he was given medical parole when it's he was not sick. Clearly, this man is going out dancing um, and opening restaurants, so he's clearly not terminally ill. Um, and he spent most of his uh, sentence in at his home, home arrest. Well, sounds about right. I mean, uh, probably, you know, I mean, the greatest plague that uh, has uh, shaken us for a long time isn't COVID. It's not AIDS. It's not cancer. The biggest, the worst of these plagues is stupidity. And it's proven in in all of our countries, Emilio. I mean, yeah. look, just look down to the low down, dirty, deep core. And the it's, it's stupidity that is the worst of it all. And it runs deep in history. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's shocking over here. And I, I, in South Africa, we, we see it. We, we, we see the blatant corruption. We see the, the theatrics that are happening. And South Africans are, are so tolerant. And I think the reason being is because um, the ANC is very good at keeping the people poor and, as you said, stupid. Um, I don't like using that 
words to describe the South African people because I think they are smart. I think they are resilient and I think they are good people. But the problem is the majority of South Africa is in poverty and the ANC has done a very good job of destroying the education system. Now you can imagine why, because as soon as people are educated, they are understand how things work. They understand how taxes work. They understand how the world works. And if they're not happy with their circumstances, they're going to start voting against the ANC. Um, but instead of doing that, the ANC has destroyed the education system and um, gives them Sasa or um, what you would call in America. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Food stamps or yeah, what's the other yeah. one? Welfare, basically. Welfare. That's the one. Yeah. Welfare. Um, and, uh, you know, they get welfare for a lot of things. They get welfare for just being, uh, I mean, there's this COVID one now that's been around. Like COVID is over, right? We haven't had lockdown for a very long, like at least a year. Right. And um, the COVID uh, relief welfare that South Africa has is still ongoing. And is con- going to continue. Um, so they get that welfare. They get uh, they get if you have a kid, you get welfare for that. And if you have more than one kid, you get welfare for each kid, basically. Um, so some of these uh, people have like five kids. Then you get welfare for uh, being unemployed. Then you get welfare for uh, if you're disabled. You get welfare for like there's it can add up over time, right? But now they're also pushing basic income welfare, which is our income grant, as they call it. So um, you get like a set amount if you're unemployed. But um, uh, so they're basically paying for uh, votes. And the scary thing is, Billy, the statistics came out not too long ago that South Africa has officially uh, crossed the threshold where there are more citizens in this country that are on welfare than people employed sounds about right you know you know and we got to wrap this up here pretty soon too yeah um but uh, you know i i just got to tell you you know it's like lately i've been i've been finding so much truth in basic fictional stories and in this case too (laughs) um an episode an episode of doctor who uh from uh the early 1980s, it was called a state of decay where basically uh, the doctor lands, lands the TARDIS on this, uh, on this remote planet. That's uh, when he, when he steps out, it seems so medieval primitive where there, there's a castle, a big, nice castle. And uh, not too far from the castle is a village uh, basically, uh, you know, the, of a bunch of, of a bunch of poor people who uh, who basically work the fields for a living and uh, you know do all the harvesting and all that, and um, lo and behold, when when they get there, they learn that uh, schooling and uh, technology is forbidden by the by the king and queen that, of that castle. Well, lo and behold, there the reason why is because the king and queen are vampires. You have knowledge, you you uh can can think of ways to to destroy them and take away their power. You know, and I know that's that's nothing more than uh, science fiction fantasy whatever, but uh look at fit it into the reality of of how we live today. Yeah. I yep, mean 100%. Especially yep. 
what you only need 30 percent to uh passing average in uh, south africa so i heard which they're working yeah. on here in the u.s so well, they're they're going to change it to make it 40 percent or 50 percent again but uh that that was that's been discussed for like over a year now um yeah, look, I think each country has its own issues. For example, um, in America, because America is very westernized, very advanced, everything happens in America, everything comes from America, most of it anyway. Um, a lot of the Western culture comes from there. Um, Y'all have run out of things to complain about. So you make up stuff. Uh, the uh, yeah, that's what the politicians do. They, that's they... just special. <laughs> so... Uh, it's 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 a very interesting it's very interesting to watch it from here where you see the media twisting things and then people believe the media and then it just causes uh, the citizens to fight and we saw this with Trump we saw this with BLM we've seen this with the LGBTQ community everybody's busy fighting um, while the politicians are taking your money happily divide and conquer and it's the same thing here. Uh, ANC tries to push racism down our throats in terms of like, uh, they say that racism is the biggest problem in South Africa, which it's, it's not. Um, there have been surveys and studies done that show that racism is not the biggest problem. I'm not saying it's not a problem. It is a problem. Racism exists no matter where you are, but it's not the biggest problem. There's a difference in the way I'm saying that. So what is the biggest problem when they did the survey was unemployment, the electricity crisis, the crime crisis. Um, those, those were the top three things. Racism was way at the bottom of the list after sewage and service delivery and all these other problems that South Africa has. Racism was at the bottom of the list. And when they asked a group of people that were white colored and, oh, by the way, colored is not a derogatory term here. It's a, it's actually a culture. Um, and, and black people and Asians, um, I think it was like 80 odd percent, the total between these groups, 80% said they hadn't experienced racism in the last five years. Um, so racism is not the biggest problem in South Africa, but but the media would have you believe it is. There's recently, yeah. there's been uh, this woman who did say horrible things about black people. Um, she was caught out on a WhatsApp group. Uh, and there's also a, a man an owner of a pub that uh, discriminated uh, against the Irish people. Pub. Yeah, yeah the that. Irish pub. Look, these are all valid things, but they get a lot of attention because the media wants you to believe that racism is the biggest problem in South Africa because it hides from the ANC's uh, failures. They use racism. They'll say things like, oh, the reason why ESCOM is so messed up is because of apartheid. The legacy of apartheid. You'll hear that a lot. Uh, but they're running out of that. That excuse is wearing thin. You, the ANC, people know the ANC has been in power for 28 years. You have nothing to show for it. Everything has has just, like, just gone to dust. The railway system is messed up. The sewage, uh, there's places in South Africa that never had a water issue. Now they're having water shedding, which means that they get their water cut off at certain times during the day, just like load shedding or rolling blackouts. That is still plaguing us. We went up to stage six, which is nearly eight hours of no electricity a day. Luckily, that's not happening anymore, but it did happen this year. This year alone has been the worst the worst, the worst uh, time for load shedding ever. And what I mean by that is uh, we've never had so much load shedding ever, but this year has 
has had a new record and the ministers are saying that we're gonna we have to expect load shedding for the next at least 12 months they're gonna take the nuclear power plant that we have in south africa the only one that exists in africa they're gonna take it offline because they need to do maintenance which means we are definitely going to have load shedding for the next six months and this is just the tip of the iceberg of all the issues that South Africa has. And trust me, when you ask the average person on the ground, what is the biggest problem in South Africa? The last thing they say is racism. Unemployment is rampant. We have the highest unemployment rate in the world, especially among the youths of this country, which obviously doesn't help for crime. And not to mention, oh, don't even get me started on crime. When We have a DNA backlog where people aren't getting justice because over as the minister says, I'm quoting him, 71,000 cases, which could easily be upwards of 500,000 pieces of evidence are not being cataloged, they're not being processed. So each one of these cases are not seeing justice. It used to be uh, 300,000 cases. We cannot believe what the minister says. There's something off about those numbers. So one can only imagine what the real number is. That's just one issue. The other issue is police are not well-trained. They're not equipped. They don't understand. When GBV cases come into the police station, The uh, some women are told, but what did you do to make him angry that he raped you? You know, that's the kind of police we have in our system. And some of the police are even raping these victims. So the very people that we want to come to for protection are committing the crime, not to mention that also recently the Western Cape has discovered that gangsterism has infiltrated the SAPS or South African Police Service to the highest level. So in other words, gangsters are paying off police to look away. They're involved. Police are giving them guns. There is rampant corruption in South Africa and the crime is getting worse. The crime stats last that came out last month showed an increase on everything from GBV or sexually related crimes to burglaries, hijackings, murders, you name it. Everything has gone up by more than 10%. We some people have called South Africa a war zone. In some areas, it is worse than Afghanistan at the worst point of the war in Afghanistan. Imagine that now. I want to say to your viewers, don't be alarmed. Still come to South Africa, even though I'm saying this, because a lot of the crime is concentrated in small areas. As long as you stay away from those areas, you'll be fine. Uh, this It's not like I'm going go, going to go outside right now and I'm going to experience, you know, shooting and all that stuff. That's not how it works. The crime is concentrated or the gangsterism is concentrated in very, very small areas. And anybody who you speak to in South Africa when you're visiting will know uh, not to go to certain areas and you will be fine. If you are a tourist and you come to South Africa, you will think that there's nothing wrong. You'll experience load shedding. You'll see a bit of the poverty. But for the most part, you'll have a very good time. Because behind the beauty, when you start peeling or you start looking behind the curtain, only then do you see the issues. And racism is definitely not one of them. Good point. Good point. Well, Joe, we are way over time. I I hate to say, but I, I couldn't cut you off because I had to hear what you were saying. Um, <laughs> no worries. So, so yes, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, give yourself a plug. You got a YouTube channel out there. I, I know uh, you... You're back in full swing with stand-up comedy. Uh, yes, working yeah. working the listeners, especially those in America who want to follow up with with you. Where can they go? 
Uh, the easiest thing is to go to my website, www.joeemilio.co.za, sorry. Um, but you can also just uh, YouTube me, Joe Emilio, that's J-O-E uh, space E-M-I-L-I-O. And you can Google me, you can YouTube me. You might have to put Z-A or South Africa after my name so that it goes to the uh, South African uh, version. You know, otherwise, a lot of American Joe Emilio's are going to pop up. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, easy to find. Or links in the description, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. There'll definitely be links in the description if you're uh, list- watching this on either Rumble or uh, Odyssey. And um, also, just one, one thing to note, too, is a lot of people confuse... Uh, they say uh, South Africa, S-A, but also S-A also means Saudi Arabia. So Z-A or Z-A would be South yeah. Africa. Yes. Yeah, so, but just type it all out. It's even better if you just type out South Africa. That's the safest way. Um, but yeah, uh, join me on my YouTube channel. Uh, I have a show almost every morning where I discuss the news in less than fo- or less than or around about five minutes. So it's a short, quick, concise uh, rundown of the news usually only two stories maybe three if i can fit it in but the stories that i'm interested in and i think you might be interested in as well keeping an eye on the cyril story keeping an eye on uh the load shedding story and uh, others as well um very interesting stuff i mean cyril the other day tried to blame uh the crisis the crime the gbv crisis on men it's all our fault billy uh we're just terrible people and I did a video on that. You might want to check uh, it out. Um, but just but yeah, thank think, you. Just when I think that man might have more brains than Zuma. But at least he can <laughs> count. I'll give him that. But. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I don't know, man. Like, there's a, there is a discussion in South African, South African households, like, who's better, Cyril or Zuma? There's a lot of people who wish Zuma back. And I'm like, you know what, guys? Whether it's Cyril or Zuma, it's the same. It's It's the same face of a different coin or sorry what's it saying it's it's the same side of a different coin different sides to a coin sorry um and that's the thing as long as it's the anc in power south africa is never going to be a prosperous and wonderful country It, it can be as it is now it definitely is a wonderful country the people are amazing um the country itself is very beautiful extremely beautiful but the politicians are making it uh, very difficult and less prosperous and beautiful to live in. Just as they're doing here in America and as uh, you know, they're doing everywhere else too, like Australia. Like mm-hmm. when I talked to, I talked to Elvis Sinisic over in Australia and the things they've done over there, you know, I mean, I'm, this whole thing, uh, you know, we need, we need to get rid of the world economic uh, forum what world economic forum we need to get rid of them we i'd like to kick klaus schwab in his melon fucking head <laughs> yeah. um you know we need to get rid of the we need to get rid of the world health organization we need and and just start over somewhere because none of this crap is working for any of us yes and i just before we go i just want to say one quick thing and people might be wondering who are listening after all my rants and stuff why would you stay in south africa and again south africa is a very beautiful place i have family in south africa my wife is a south african i have the south african passport i have dual citizenship so i consider myself 
a South African and I love both America and South Africa. Um, and the reason why I would stay here is because while there is turmoil and while there is struggles and, you know, things aren't going according to plan, if I can put it that way, luckily the ANC can't implement crap. And that's both a good thing and a bad thing, because if you need them to implement things like good policing, unfortunately, they can't do it. But at the same time, just like we saw during the lockdowns, when they tried to implement certain stuff, they couldn't do it um, because they just suck at it. So in that way, it's good. And the civil organizations that exist in South Africa are really doing a phenomenal job of keeping citizens safe, keeping the country safe and fighting for just logic, you know, uh, things like the Amendment to the Health Act, which would have seen masks uh, and or given the health minister unprecedented power. Civil organizations are fighting against that to make sure that tyranny or complete tyranny does not happen in South Africa. And I support those organizations. I think they're doing great stuff. And one of the other reasons why I'm staying here is because I'm I live in the Western Cape and hopefully the Western Cape will gain independence. And we should have a discussion on that. And uh, that's a very interesting discussion uh, and there's a lot of developments I'll, happening on that I'll, side i'll fill you in a, in just a couple of minutes but hey we are like i said we're we're out of time when we got to cut it bud <laughs> so okay cool sorry thank you so much for okay. having me it was great fun no, no problem thank you and there you have the conversation with joe emilio it's always good talking to him it's time to go to our next music set coming up we've got kimberly dunn gonna be followed by and joe jackson Forever Still, John LaJoy, and Scuzz Twitley. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask, you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. Ringing and everybody's singing. Just a bunch of old drunk cowboys taking bets on horseshoe flinging. They strung some lights up on the highest tree that they could climb. Now they're dancing downtown, shooting rounds, lighting up the sky. I heard the West was wild and cheer on Christmas. From California to the Rio Grande. Stay out all night long, just don't leave your guns at home When you're living in the western And a good old game of five-card draw But don't take too much thinking The saloon to be on Christmas Eve Has music all night long Give a nickel to the man in the band And he can play your favorite song I heard the West was wild 
from Portsmouth, Ohio, man, and uh, I recently moved to Jackson about a year ago, and, uh, 
You know what? Man, I run this city now, man. Rap game and all that shit. Hip hop, R&B, pop, whatever. Country, not really country, but you know. <laughs> I'm trying to raise a bar around here, man. Motherfuckers are lazy as hell, man. They, they got studios and all that shit. Claiming they're the best. Man, you ain't shit. I done took this city, man. So come get out. So come get out. So come get out. Damn, son. Oh, yeah. Some of y'all gonna hate me for this one.
night on Christmas Eve I was dreaming of the soft white snow White snow I was awoken by a noise near the Christmas tree What it was I did not know It was Santa Claus He was bringing me some gifts Unfortunately, I did not know that. I didn't know. So I quietly snuck up behind him, and I shot him five times in the back. It went pow, 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 pow. He said, what the fuck, ow, ow, ow. Then I shot him three more times in the head. Pieces of his brain flew out, and he was dead. That's when I noticed his blood-soaked beard And his red suit filled with bullet holes Uh Uh-oh, I said, oh my god, I killed Santa Claus I'm not going to jail for this asshole Hell no So I went to my shed and I got my saw And I started to choppity-chop-chop Chop-cha-chop I started with his arms, then his legs, then his head, and then the torso was a really long job. And the blood went spurt, spurt, spurt. It was really hard work, work, work. It was hard cutting through his spine. I must have vomited 16 times. I burned all the pieces in my fireplace. The smell of burning human flesh filled my nose. Sizzle, sizzle. Eleven hours later, there was nothing left. And that's when I heard my telephone. It was Auntie Jean looking for Uncle Bob. She said he left the house dressed as Santa Claus. But he didn't come home last night. Have you seen him? God, I hope he's all right. My balls with death and molly Fa la 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 Three ways always make me jolly Fa la 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 Christmas is the time for fun There's nothing like a two-on-one Come on over Sue and Heather Fa la 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 Wrap yourselves in lace and leather Fa la 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 Stand beneath the mistletoe, kiss each other nice and slow. See my blazing Yule forest, fa la 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 la. Share the log now, Kate and Doris, fa la 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 la. You've been bad, you naughty lass. Santa's gonna spank your ass. Santa Claus is coming soon. Fa la 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 la. Bringing gifts for chill in June. Fa la 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 la. If you're good and you don't gag, Santa empties out his bag. Jaws and presents, Santa's reckless. Fa la 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 la. Hope you like your new pearl necklace Fa la 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 One for Debbie and Lenore Santa's candy cane is sore Christmas time has reached an end See you next year, bring a friend America is in trouble Critical race theory 
social justice indoctrination and the sexualization of children have infiltrated our schools and libraries. Leftist organizations and causes are being funded with your tax dollars, and it's happening right here, right now, in Idaho. Our state is at risk of becoming another California. But one organization is working to fix that, save Idaho, and save America. The Idaho Freedom Foundation. For 13 years, the Idaho Freedom Foundation has been fighting for Idaho's future, our families, and our children. Exposing and defeating socialism and taking on the establishment. But now we need your help. Get involved. Learn more about the Idaho Freedom Foundation at IdahoFreedom.org. At some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Point, located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government, 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom-build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine-square-mile city of like-minded people who know the best way to deal with a disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug-out bunker with the amenities of home, visit TerraVivos.com. T-E-R-R-A-V-I-V-O-S.com. X-Point. X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats. That's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We the People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We the People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We the People Holsters today. 
ConcealedCarry.com is your source for firearm education and instruction, an online store of apparel and firearm accessories, and a media outlet for the firearm industry. ConcealedCarry.com offers training, news, information, and products that help and empower American gun owners to be citizens who are prepared and willing to protect the innocent from the criminals, predators, and terrorists that would feed on our communities. Concealed Carry Inc., the organization behind ConcealedCarry.com, has a team of instructors that teach in-person and online firearm training classes across the United States of America. In today's society, everyone is safer and better prepared by obtaining as much education, training, and knowledge as possible. Firearm training is a lifelong pursuit. Get armed with the knowledge you need as a firearms owner. Visit ConcealedCarry.com today. That's ConcealedCarry.com. ConcealedCarry.com. Proudly endorsed by the Bearded Patriots. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Trade, and Neutronics IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Scuzz Twitley with Deck My Balls. (laughs) Before that, John LaJoy with Cold-Blooded Christmas. Before that, Forever Still with Breathe In. Before that... And Joe Jackson with Get Lost. And starting off the whole set, Kimberly Dunn with Winter Wonderland. All right, moving right along. It is time for the Steve Solution with the icon, Stephen James. Here we go. If you have any trouble voting, they have officials there at the election site to assist if you need assistance. That's what they're there for. They cannot tell you who to vote for, how to vote, whatever. That is against so many laws, it's not even funny. And if there's ever a whiff of that, I think every vote in a particular precinct could be nullified. And certainly the participant could find him or herself doing some jail time. This is the Steve Solution with Stephen James on Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again. And it's been a while to the Steve Solution with your host, of course, the icon Stephen James and the bearded patriot himself, Bad Billy. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you're bringing up an interesting topic because, you know, I, I, I had to uh, cut the last two weeks due to illness. Yes, but your illness was not the same as the illness we're talking about today. No, but it's still pretty bad. One week of strep throat, then ungodly uh, fucking sinuses and congestion and all that, which I'm still dealing with a little bit. But uh, no, over over Thanksgiving, man, that sucked. I mean, uh, you know, big old Thanksgiving meal, and I can't. I can't even swallow down a a glass of water, let alone all this good food. That's a damn shame. That's like the worst time of year to have an illness where you're not able to, you know, really eat because you're just missing out on all of the best. 
Yeah, yeah, it was. In fact, it, it hurt so bad. Um, my throat hurt so bad at one time. I was thinking maybe I'd just go to the uh, hospital and get a get an IV to stay hydrated. I thought I honestly thought about doing that. Ah, well, you would have been in there for hours, given our topic of conversation. Before we get into that, how are you feeling now? I'm getting better. I'm not quite out of the woods because whatever I whatever it was I had was pretty serious. Uh, you know, strep throat obviously is very, very, you know, it's a very common illness, but it's also one of those ones that goes one of two ways. There's not really a lot of middle ground. There's not like, I feel like crap for two days and I'm fine. It's either 24 hours and you're good or you're down for a few weeks. I've been there myself many times. Yes, yes. But, uh, you know, what's kind of funny is, uh, you know, last year, uh, John B. Wells, he, he was talking about uh, right around this time of year, he's going, whatever happened to the flu? And, uh, wow. And that brings us to today's conversation, which has nothing to do with your strep throat. It has to do with uh, two, well, technically four things. But the main things are RSV and the flu. And the other two things it has to do with are COVID and what a shock, the fucking vaccine. Now, a person I work with is a registered nurse who cannot work in the medical industry right now because she's blackballed because she, like the rest of us, are smart enough not to take a goddamn untested vaccine, especially right after she gave birth to her infant son. So she's blackballed. And why? can't give you guys any numbers on this because there are no numbers on this because nobody is asking the one fucking question that should be asked. We obviously have record numbers of people in the hospital for influenza A, a.k.a. flu, flu A, and RSV. What we're not apparently asking or they're not giving out any information is how many of these people that are being hospitalized for RSV and the flu are vaccinated. Now I can only do a soft count based on, uh, you know, people that I interact with that have actually been hospitalized for this. I can tell you this much. My soft numbers are 100%. And granted, we're only talking about, you know, 20 or 30 people, maybe. I, you know, I just happen to ask, you know, in my course of work, I talk to a lot of different people, you know, and they mention they've been, you know, hospitalized for usually 24 to 48 hours. It's, you know, not super bad but if if you're being hospitalized for anything if you're being admitted it's bad we all see the numbers in you know 
I don't even live in a major metropolitan area. I live in a, uh, I guess I would say, you know, somewhere in between rural and big city. So medium-sized city. A city that happens to have two hospitals, both with pretty high capacities that didn't see, you know, no rooms, no ventilators, whatever available during COVID. We didn't hit that capacity then. However, we are now seeing capacity for cases, mostly of flu and right behind that RSV. But I can't get an answer from anybody whether or not those that are being hospitalized are vaccinated. There's literally no data that I have found available. And I think we are seeing the first major consequence of this vaccination. So this is, this is basically your own uh, assumption you're, Not hey. just mine, though. I mean, I, I again, I do work with a registered nurse. Uh, my best friend uh, spent seven years in medical school before he went a different direction. He has the same opinion. I, I've consulted with a few different people on this. And yes, granted, none of them are, quote unquote, medical experts. But I would arguably say, you know, someone who went through seven years of medical school and someone who is a registered nurse, I would argue that they are medical experts. They don't have numbers either. They don't have access to numbers because apparently they are, nobody is asking the question. Why aren't we asking the question of every, you know, flu and RSV patient, that's admitted to the hospital, have you had the COVID vaccination? And I believe that we are purposely not asking the question because they don't want the answer. Now, every person I have spoken to, and again, it's a small sample group, but every single person that I know that has been hospitalized for the flu or influenza, whatever you want to call it, and RSV, that sample group is 100%. 100. Every single person that I have spoken to that says, I've been in the hospital with the flu, I... My first response is, oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. How are you feeling? My second question. Are you still there? question is. Okay. Technical difficulties. Stephen, if you can hear to, me. To me. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. There it seems to be fixed. But you want to repeat your last sentence because you cut out. Yeah, 100% of the people that I've spoken to, and again, it's a very small group, but that being said, it's still 100%. 
of people that have been hospitalized for the flu and RSV have had the COVID vaccination. That just seems a little too high for my coincidence, so I attempted to research it online. I can't find one, not one single article. Not one. Now, what's the coincidence of that? Uh, Well, it's one of two things, pretty simply. It's either no one's asking the fucking question, or they're asking the question, but they're not publishing the results of that because they want everyone to still take that fucking jab. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer type person. I get literally every vaccination shot except for COVID. Well, I mean, go to go figure. I've never had a flu shot. Well, okay. I should admit that part. Sorry. Uh, I haven't had a flu shot ever. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, every other vaccination, you know, from birth on, I'm good. I've had the, you know, the measles and all that and the boosters, yeah. but. I mean, you know why I didn't, I wasn't even uh, bothered with this whole monkeypox thing to start with. Uh, you're not a gay male? Not only that, but the monkeypox, that, that is a weak variation of smallpox. I had the smallpox vaccine when I was, what, two? Oh, wow, you're old enough where they still offer the smallpox vaccination. Way to show your age. Yeah, uh, but no. Uh, I mean, first off, I didn't do. I, I should admit that too. I guess that's you know three. I don't get. Uh, I didn't get you know anything for monkeypox because I'm not a gay male, and anyone I have intimate contact with is a not a gay male and does not have sex with a gay male. So I'm good. I wasn't worried about that. Which, by the way, they tried to make monkeypox a thing, yet it's not a thing. You know what else, too? I mean, I have one friend who thinks that everything Dr. Farchi says is golden. But uh, no, it's more like Dr. Fraudchi. And and, uh, when it comes to Fauci, uh, I'm sorry, but he financially backed the lab that. Look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's been pretty much proven COVID came from a lab in Wuhan, and that's the lab that Fauci financially backed. Well, you know, that motherfucker was going to try to tell everybody, oh, I think uh, one of the ways COVID is spread is through flatulence. So we're going to have to do something about that. Of course, uh, people were like, oh, okay. Well, God damn it, no more Brussels sprouts. Well, okay. So you got people to do masks. That's one thing. But uh, how much of the populace do you think are going to are gonna fall for butt plugs? So, you know, I mean, even though you probably got, you probably do, would have probably about maybe, maybe 15% of people would be that stupid to, uh, to do that, make sure your butt plugs in before you go into the fucking grocery store. 
Uh, well, would you fart with a blood, butt plug in, I assume it either comes out or seeps around it. So that doesn't really work. Uh, much like uh, it's already been proven, masks don't work. I mean, but that, yeah, they, they pretty much have told him, you're not going to get people to fall for that. Sorry. But no, that was something he was really going to do. It was like, about, oh, God. Well, COVID is being spread if you fart. Well, I'm sorry, but um, I like my vegetables, and uh, two of the ones I like the most are broccoli and Brussels sprouts, and they have an unfortunate side effect sometimes. <laughs> oh, God. But then again, you got somebody as stupid as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who will tell you the earth's being destroyed because cows are farting. How long have cows been farting since God created them? Dawn of right. Time? So, but, you know, the other side of that argument is, well, yeah, but there's more cows now because we're breeding more, but we're also eating them more, so they don't have as much time to fart. So I, I really don't get the whole methane argument. Because... That's because AOC is a fucking idiot who, uh, you know, should should uh, go back to bartending. But that's an, that's another that's another argument for another time. There. Um, well, she did have a really nice singing uh, video on YouTube, so there was that. She can go back to doing that. Yeah, or something. She just needs to get the fuck out of politics because she's too fucking stupid. Um, Good point, but uh, I will say this, you know, she's a fine-looking woman. I wouldn't mind if she, you know, left politics and started doing porn. <laughs> oh, is that, okay, so that's what you're going to jerk off to. I, I get it. <laughs> well, you know, I like to jerk off to stupid shit. <laughs> and she's the epitome of stupid. God. <laughs> but, but no, I'm seriously... Uh, I, I thought from the very beginning that, uh, you know, that, I mean, from when COVID started, I said, if you think this is bad, wait till they come out with the vaccine, you know, uh, me and a few others. And then, of course, uh, here comes the vaccine. And uh, I said, Some, something's wrong with this shit. And I am not taking it. Something is definitely wrong. I didn't even say something was wrong. All I said was, hey, Vaccine, that's great. I'd like to wait until it's a little more vetted. And the more I see, the more I'm glad uh, I actually did have a moment of weakness and I made an appointment to get my jab. And thank God for me that uh, I had a little too much to drink the night before and overslept and missed my appointment because I signed up for the Johnson and Johnson one. And that was the day they suspended that shit it was the day that I was supposed to get it. I, you know, I've, I've never been an anti-vax person. I'm actually very pro-vaccine with 99.9% of vaccines. There's only one that I have a problem with. And obviously that's the COVID vaccine. And it's not because I don't think it works, but I don't think it works because, I mean, the first thing we heard was, let's face it, you take this vaccine, 
you won't get COVID. Hey, well, great. But then the second thing they said was, well, you can get COVID. It'll be, you know, less severe. But the cool thing is you can't pass it to other people. Then they came back and said, well, you can pass it to other people. So it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. And, and not only does it not work, but now we're starting to see the long-term side effects. We're starting to see increases of uh, on the low end uh, female menstruation problems. There's right. a how about these heart attacks? In that was the next one I was going to bring up. We are starting to see higher cases of otherwise healthy people that have had the COVID vaccine that are now having heart issues or full blown ca- cardiac arrest. That enough is to make, you know, I had a stroke last year. Uh, I'd rather not, you know, do anything that's going to jeopardize my health. They're sitting there telling me I should take the vaccine because I had a stroke. And I'm thinking um, I'd rather not take the vaccine because I don't want to have a fucking heart attack. Well, you know why that, you know, why I never took the flu shot, Stephen? Is because there there was one year I think it was 1996. It was that was a pretty bad year of influenza, and my grandmother had t- uh, she was in her uh, late 60s. That was 96. Uh, that was uh, swine flu. Was was no, that year? Uh, no, that was in the 2000s, like 2009. Okay. So, uh, but no, it was, this is just a pretty bad influenza year. My grandmother went and took took her flu shot i was going to and three days after she took the shot she she's feeling horrible and so you know i i gotta i gotta stick around the house i didn't leave so i could help her that's that's the reason why i didn't get the shot because i had to stay home and make sure she was okay because i had never seen her sick that that sick before oh but but you had to shelter in place what's that you had a shelter in place? No, my my grandmother had her own home, so I mean she owned her right, own. But house. you had to shelter in place. Yeah, I mean basically, I I stay I stayed at I was living with her at the time, and I stayed home to make sure she was okay and get get her whatever she needed, glass of water, whatever, you know. And 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 then uh, another friend of mine, he gets the flu shot. And next thing you know, he's sicker than a fucking dog. So it dawned on me, whoever's getting the shot is is turning out worse than if they were to actually get the flu. Fuck this. I'll take the flu over the fucking shot. Yeah, I pretty much feel the same way. And it's, you know, not that I'm questioning the flu vaccine, but the whole purpose of the flu vaccine is, you know, they give you the flu. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, most of the time, uh, I mean, since, I mean, shit, for the last 30 years, I've had two flus. Never once taken a flu vaccine. I'm not saying, you know, for some people, that's fine. I, I, I don't have an issue with the influenza vaccine. It's, you know, just not for me. And you know what? The thing is with people, if you say, hey, I'm 
you know, I'm good with not taking the flu vaccine. You know, everybody's like, okay, well, you know, if you get flu, it's going to be bad. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Well, I play the odds because I'm 40, almost 43 years old. I've had two flus in my life that were bad. And I mean, you know, really bad. Not that I considered going to the hospital, just that they were, you know, bad. I'll take those odds against getting a shot. Because, you know, okay, let's say I get, you know, a flu shot every year. And I'm going to have flu-like symptoms for, what is it they say, two or three days? Mm. Okay. Cool. I'll get flu-like symptoms for two or three days, which means, you know, I'm in bed. I feel like shit. I'm not going to work. I'm not making money. I'm not contributing to, you know, the economy. Or I could not get that shot and play the odds that, again, in 43 years, I've had two flus. I'm just playing the odds on that one. I got no issue with the flu shot. And it's it's been tested. It's been proven. It works. I'm fine with that. We know the long-term implications, which is there are none. But with COVID and that God the scenes, we have so many people. When was the last time we have saw a flu season season this bad? I'd say probably the one I just named, 1996, was the last time I seen it this bad. Or maybe, uh, or, I, I, I would or argue the, that with the swine flu. Swine flu outbreak, yeah, there, there's that too. But I don't think, I don't recall even it being that bad. Yeah. So what I want to know, the question I can't find an answer to from anyone, is what is the correlation correlation between the number of people hospitalized with RSV and influenza A that have been vaccinated for COVID? There is no answer. And the only reason I can think of for that is that Either, A, they are asking the question and they don't want us to know the answer, or B, they have not asked the question because the answer. Yes. You know what? We should probably continue with this subject uh, next week, but unfortunately, right now, we are out of time because uh, this is some interesting stuff. And it definitely needs to be discussed a lot more. I'm, I agree completely, and uh, hopefully I can uh, pull some more opinions from a few more people and do some more research. Again, these are all you know personal contacts that I've had. 
I haven't reached out through social media, anything like that yet. I would like to be able to give more uh, honest data. And right now I don't have it. But something smells very fishy to me. What? Uh, uh, kind of yeah. like, you know, Billy's beard. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, yeah, you want something to say to Steven, the number is 732. Yo, bitch. <laughs> All right, we are out of here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this edition of Outlaw Radio. On tap for next week is to be determined. We're going to end the show with Psycho Stick and their parody of System of a Down's BYOB. This is N-O-E-L. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I will be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. Friday, Ghostbusters sale, murder!
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than fresh-baked tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from fresh-baked tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of outlawradioabs.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better. Get the best night's sleep in the whole wide world and more with MyPillow, pillows, and other products. Are you and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency? Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. Check out we the people holsters made in america by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their second amendment rights the tactical brotherhood is veteran owned and the gear and other products they sell are all american made a portion of your purchases go to support organizations for veterans at concealedcarry.com find news get firearm instruction and buy accessories and apparel visit outlawradioabs.com and click on the store link a service of outlaw radio and aow productions We are proudly sponsored by One of a Kind Art 43, created by professional artist Tammy Blackman. Tammy offers free consultations and will customize your art piece to fit your needs. Each of her pieces are, as the name suggests, is one of a kind because each are personalized pieces and once she is done, there will never be another. If you are interested, go visit Tammy on her social media pages, Facebook and TikTok by searching One of a Kind Art 43, where Tammy broadcasts her work as she's making custom tumblers or canvas art for another satisfied customer. You can always reach out to Tammy through her email at oneofakindart43 at gmail.com or call 409-234-5156. Although the prices vary, the quality is unmatched. Again, her social media pages are one of a kind with underscores between each word, followed by the word art and the number 43. Thank you again, Tammy, for another presence on this show. Pancakes. Hot, fluffy, delicious pancakes smothered in butter and warm maple syrup. Growing up in foster care, Terrence Williams always dreamed about big family gatherings around the breakfast table with Grandma in the kitchen, cooking up a big family breakfast. As a kid, he could almost smell that intoxicating aroma of those delicious hot and fluffy pancakes. As an adult, he has cultivated his love for cooking and his passion for food into his line of Cousin T's pancake mixes. I'm talking gourmet pancakes here. Go to CousinTees.com. Browse all the pancake choices including buttermilk, apple cinnamon, blueberry, and various limited edition pancake mixes. Show the world how much you love Cousin T's pancakes with Cousin T's apparel and drinkware. Go to CousinTees.com. C-O-U-S-I-N-T-S.com. Cousin T's, y'all, the best pancakes you have ever had. You can't cancel these pancakes. Get yours today. 
Hi, it's the big voice guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Yeah. <laughs>